0: It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. The New York Times has named Arden one of their top ten hosts. And just this year, the Dog Writers Association of America has given this show, Four-Legged Life, its top radio award. Arden is driven to live her motto... Bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at TevraPet.com. And also by Soda Pup, committed to providing top quality American-made toys and enrichment products you can trust. Online at SodaPup.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com.
1: Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Bow wow. Now, dogs definitely are part of our family at home on road trips. Raise a paw if you dream of going on a doggy vacay, but don't know how to set you and your dog up for success. No problem. Ready to Unleash Great Tips is one of the top professional dog trainers around. Please give big woofs to Chrissy Joy. You certainly do wear a lot of collars. Very successfully, Chrissy. Can I just name a few and just get you to blush? You ready? Go right ahead. (laughs) You're one half of the very popular Dog Moms on Dog TV. Shout out to Dog TV. Hi, Becky. And it's podcast. You have a new show we're going to talk about, Farm Girl. That's also premiering on dog TV. Oh, yeah. You're uh, a national stunt dog champ, uh, international trick dog champ, and probably a possum mom to your daughter. And I guess you call them the Joy Crew. Who are the members of the Joy Crew?
2: So, yeah, I, I developed the Joy Crew a couple of years back. I have four dogs now. Beasley was the one that started it all. He's my rescue. And now I have four. So I have Beasley, Whidby, Darby, and Fuji. And Fuji is my youngest addition. He's seven months old and he's my spunkiest. Oh. But yeah, that, all together, collectively, we are the Joy Crew. But the Joy Crew is so much more. It's about spreading positivity, believing in yourself, following your dreams, and, and honestly, just spreading more kindness into the world. I love it. Do travel all over the country doing some
1: trick dog performances and more.
2: Yeah, so we just wrapped a couple films, and then I jetted off to Ohio right now, where I am at the Ohio State Fair, and here I'm performing with the Marvelous Mutts, and we're doing everything from tricks, frisbee, agility, dock diving, you name it, we have our dogs doing it, and it's a, it's a busy world out here, living on a carnival ground is a unique experience. So who was the young
1: Chrissy Joy? Because I know you've had an affinity for animals, but where did you grow up and when did the light bulb click on? I I think I have this connection with dogs.
2: That's a great question. So I actually had a lot of anxiety as a child and I had such bad anxiety that leaving the house was like a big deal for me. And so I found a lot of peace and solace in my beagle, Angie, and I would do tricks with her and make little agility jumps around the front yard and just really fell in love and felt really safe in the presence of an animal. And that actually turned into finding safety and presence in horseback riding. And I fell in love with horses for many, many years and actually uh, went to college to get my equine studies degree in uh, horses and training. And really the connection with animals is what got me out of my comfort zone as a child. And it also helped reduce my anxiety. It was the one time in my life I was able to just be in the moment without all that noise. And, you know, although my life took many turns as far as jobs after college and things like that, it was just meant to be that I came back to the world of working with animals. So what would be a surprising job? No one in the dog world would know that Chrissy
1: Joy actually did.
2: Man, well, I was a SAG actress for a while. So I did a lot of TV shows. So I was on Gossip Girl, Ugly Betty, Damages, The Good Wife, and 30 Rock, and so many more. People don't realize that. They think I just was a dog lover that got thrown in front of the camera. But I actually have had a huge passion since I was a very little girl about TV and film and how all that worked. I would purposefully rent videos. It's like, you know, like aging yourself, say you use a, a VCR... So I would purposefully get those videos just to watch the bloopers because I felt like for that moment, I could see what happened behind the scenes and it blew me away. And I was obsessed with production in general. And that's where my passion really was. Well, why can't I have both worlds of just loving production, but also maybe working my animals on set and then in the biggest way, maybe impacting people and inspiring people.
1: I love that. And I appreciate that. I had not known that you had a lot of acting parts. That's cool. Our guest is Chrissy Joy. She's at the Ohio State Fair. So trick training, there's a trick to it. And it is probably more training the human more so than the dog. Any quick tips on how to get your mindset right? And what's a favorite trick you like to do with Beasley or any of your Joy Crew canines?
2: That's a great question. I love that because I think that's the first thing that I wish people were more aware of, which was, you know, okay, so how do I enter the room for a dog training session? We're always expecting our dogs to do and our dogs to be, but you are such a big part of that. And first thing I say is like, when you walk in that door, you've got to leave all that baggage outside. You've got to leave you know, the fact that you haven't paid your bills yet and you got to do it later today or you need to go grocery shopping or your car just got a dent, like leave all that baggage at the door, come in with a fresh mind. And to be honest, I don't place extremely high expectations because if (laughs) you do and you like, I show tricks and performances and I show the first step to the last step in a matter of 30 seconds because it's a live show. However, I tell people like, this took me two months to get this sometimes took me a year to get, you know, and I need them to understand that this is supposed to be training sessions are supposed to be broken to teeny little chapters and not oh like cramming for a test, right? We all crammed for a test before, but if you were to ask me like a week later, pull out some questions out of my brain, I would be like, I have no idea. Like I just crammed, did the test, that information's gone. But if I worked on it in little chapters and really worked to retain that knowledge, then looking down the road, I absolutely could probably pull some facts out of that because I took my time to understand it. And that's how I feel with these, with what I do with my training sessions when we trick train.
1: So it's the mental game, but I also like, you say you have a motto, take chances, make opportunities. Tell us about yes.
2: that. That's right. So I actually said this back in 2010 when I was a spokesperson for the World Equestrian Games. This was a time where I was still working horses primarily. But I realized that you're very lucky if things fall in your lap. Big opportunity, big things fall in your lap and you get to take the reins and run. But a lot of the times you have to work for those opportunities. You have to take a chance and go out of your comfort zone and work for that opportunity that leads into the next step that follows you closer to your dream and your goal. I think the saying goes, if you don't take the chance, it could never happen. So you have to really put yourself out there and take yourself out of the comfort zone. I mean, I was told to my face, oh, you'll never be able to work animals on set. It's a dying thing. It's going to be CGI, you know? Like, and I was just like, no, I really want to do this. This is something I really want to pursue. And met many years of many closed doors until a door started to open. So if there's anything I can offer you as far as like, even from my own mental health track of having anxiety and depression, to working animals, to having a dream of working them on set and TV, I met many, many closed doors before one opened, and I just hope that that gives somebody inspiration to keep thriving and pushing forward for their own dreams. We're going to take a quick
1: break, and as promised, our great guest, Chrissy Joy, is going to unleash some tips on how to make that trip, doggy vacay, not making you want to pull your hair out. So everybody sit, stay, we'll be right back.
0: This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And now you never have to miss not even one second of any episode. Why? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. (laughs) Bringing out the best in pets and their people. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life.
1: Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're yapping with Chrissy Joy. She is a fountain of great information. All right, dog mom guilt time, Chrissy. I friggin pack more for my pets than I do myself on a road trip. Help me with this. Help those that are packing because dog bed, you know, you name it.
2: It's so true. I think that's one of the hardest things that we run into is the what ifs when we're on travel with our pets. And and what's realistic and what's kind of superfluous and what's too much to bring along. You know, when I talk about packing, I always do a little like if I'm gonna do food, I'm always gonna bring extra of that. But I'm also going to I'm going to bring obviously some of their comfort items. So okay. if they have a familiar blanket or a familiar bed, I love to bring that as well. You know, obviously some toys that they and I exclusively save some toys so that they're new on the trip. That way, if we're in an environment where your dog yeah. So if your dog feels a little left out or feels a little like you have to put them in a new place, give them something that's kind of going to kick in their toy drive and their play drive so that they're not like, where am I? What am I doing? Where are we? Bring out something really fun and exciting. So they start to associate these feelings of being in this new place with something very, very fun. And so if I get a bark box, I may take one of those boxes and save it for when I travel because. Inside are brand new toys that I know my dogs are going to be thrilled to see. And I kind of make it like a party wherever we end up going so that they have something fun to play with. And that goes the same for like having something that can settle your dog down for a while, you know, bringing a Kong, bringing something that you can stuff some peanut butter in, canned pumpkin. I try to steer from trying new foods with them on the road. With that being said, you do need to be careful of where you stop because... Although those truck stops may have the dog park and things like that, you do have to be careful because introducing your dog to these new areas where lots of other dogs may have used the bathroom could introduce new bacteria for your dog just through going through the grass. So I make a habit of wiping their feet every time we get out of a truck stop or out of a gas station where they've used the bathroom because I have run into when we did America's Got Talent, we made it across country halfway and then all of our dogs got a bug. And I'm pretty sure it's because we stopped at some place where they would use the bathroom and, you know, we had to get metronidazole, the whole deal from the vet. It was a mess. Um, That's a really good tip. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, I've learned to check in between their paw pads after especially going out West, because there's always burrs and foxtails,
2: things like that. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Arizona was like, Paws off every time I walked him out there. (laughs) No, I mean, no, I mean, Arizona is beautiful. I would go there every Thanksgiving, but on the side of the road, it was like these tiny little burrs. And I was like, holy cow. Like (laughs) I just didn't realize. And and you, every time they walked out there, they'd be like, and I, yeah. So we also bring booties with us in case. So we have little boots that are designed in case we need to do something like that. And that also goes in case they cut their paw pad. You want to have a first aid kit with you. And yes. so we have, you know, everything from your vet wrap to gauze to pain medication, Benadryl in case they get a, um, an allergic reaction. But I really love so you can buy pre-made first aid kits or go to your vet and talk to them and say, Hey, can I come in for an office visit? And you help me design a first aid kit for my dog? Because let's be honest, none of our dogs are the same. So my, one of my dogs can't take a pain med that all the other dogs yeah. can take. That's something I need to be prepared for.
1: Well, you're talking about someone who is a master certified pet first aid instructor who teaches people all over the world. I really appreciate that you're emphasizing the need to have a customized first aid kit, not only for you, but for your dog. And if I can throw a tip on the Benadryl, everyone, read the label. It should have one ingredient and one ingredient only. And that is diphenhydramine. We call it the big D. Because if you get children's Benadryl or you get a pain reduction and it has acetaminophen or xylitol, that's going to do a lot of damage to a dog. So I, I think you know that, right, Chrissy? Yes.
2: And also, like, have your vet double check everything. It's a really easy Good thing nice. for them to do. You can bring it in on your right before you go on your trip. Maybe you need a health certificate. Make sure you just let them do a once over because they might say, oh, this shouldn't really be utilized or this isn't safe. Like, you know, I have sometimes I just bring simple saline, but you have to oh, be so smart. careful yeah. with things like eye drops because, you know, you never know your dog got something in their eye, irritates it. You're in the middle of nowhere, but you really do need to be careful because if there's other things in there, it could create some issues. You want to take your dog on
1: a road trip or to a great dog welcoming hotel, but. Really, you got to make sure your dog wants to be a road warrior with you. Can you talk about that? Because we might want that, but maybe your dog wants to be a stay at home dog.
2: That's actually something I'm dealing with right now. It's a great question. My eldest dog, Beasley, used to be the one that always went on all the trips. I mean, he's my heart dog. So of course, I want him to come with me. He's just such a cool dog. He international trick dog champion. So lots of travels, things like that. However, As he got older, I noticed he was less enthusiastic about traveling. That's paying attention to the cues your dog is giving you, right? That's right. Yeah. And I think it's about, at that time, separating your emotion from what your dog needs. And, you know, I think that my dog would sacrifice a lot of his happiness to be with me. But is that what I want? And that's not what I want.
1: Uh, last thing, we want to uh, do a little promo. What is Farm Girl going to be doing the the show on Dog TV before we say goodbye? So Farm Girl is going to be
2: so much fun. It, have you ever watched Micro's Dirty Jobs? Yes, yes. I okay. <laughs> so, uh, and I love Micro. He that was such a great show. So it's similar. And a little, I would say, probably not as dirty because he did some pretty dirty jobs. But it's all about Purina Farms. And that is one of the places where when you think of Purina, you just think dog food. But we don't realize how many other things happen at Purina Farms. And so I actually get to host this show on Dog TV. And it's a blend of, yes, the dog side, but also all the other things that Purina does. And it's really kind of neat. There's like, they have a whole farm section, live shows and performances. The Incredible Dog Challenge was there at that time, which is a really big event. And I won't give too much away, but some of the experiences were very surprising. (laughs) When will this air and it will air on dog TV? Is that correct? Yeah, it will air on dog TV. And from my understanding, it's going to be this fall.
1: Okay, that's... Last parting tip you want to give all of us two legers
2: about bringing the best out in our four legers? I think that my best tip that I can give you is that, first of all, I want you to know that you're doing enough and that we are really hard on ourselves. And if you do feel that you're not doing enough, then try something new. Just try something new, whether it's trying to teach a trick or join a local group and do some scent work or meet some friends and go on a trail and just give your dog some different new experiences because you'd be surprised what doors may open for you from just bettering their life. You'll notice that your life also gets better and you might meet people and do new things and open some doors you would have never expected. And that's exactly what happened when I rescued Beasley at just the intention of having a dog to hike with.
1: I love it. I love it. I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on our show. We're talking with Chrissy Joy, chrissyjoy.com and on social media also at the Joy Crew. Chrissy, thank you so much for
2: being a guest. Thank you, Arden. I've had so much fun. I love your radio show. I actually listen as often as I can, plus your podcast and your videos on YouTube and Rumble. I love all that you do. Sit, stay. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to the Four Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guests today are twin sisters on a unified mission to rescue dogs from the streets of Houston. And their story is now being told in a new documentary airing in theaters as well as on Amazon Prime and Apple TV. Please join me in welcoming to our show the co-presidents of a nonprofit called Houston Pet Set. I'm talking Tama Lundquist and Tina Lundquist Faust. Welcome to the show, sisters. (laughs) Thank you, Arden. (laughs) Thanks, Arden. So happy to be here. I think in the history of me hosting shows, I think you're my first identical twin sisters ever to be on camera and on a radio show. What do you think?
3: Honored. Very honored. (laughs) We call it a a uh little bit of a freak show. (laughs)
1: Oh, it's not a freak show. It's a great show. It's double, double the effort, double the talent. Tell us what is Houston Pet Set? And I'm going to be very careful because I have twins that can finish each other's sentences. So we'll start with Tama first. Explain your nonprofit, Houston Pet Set, because I want people to go and check you out after the show. Thank you for that. Well, Houston Pet
3: Set is a nonprofit, and it was started to raise other funds for other animal nonprofits in Houston. Tina and I joined the board in 2007. We became co-presidents in in 2012, and it was later that year that we realized that all of the funding that was going into solving this problem of animal homelessness by 70-plus other animal nonprofits, the hundreds of millions of dollars that was literally being raised by animal nonprofits and the private sector, the problem was getting worse and not better. And yeah. so, being problem solvers by nature, we said, well, let's just look at solving this. I mean, we could do so many wonderful things in the world. Why can't we solve animal homelessness? And we couldn't really solve the problem until we knew what it was. You have to understand the issue. So we spent many years looking at why is this issue so bad in Houston compared to Minnesota, where we were Where we were raised and why was it so bad here? And we started understanding that there are many components that, that cause this problem. So Houston Pet Set took on a a second mission, not only to raise funds, but to solve this problem, to be one of those strategic organizations that we're not on the front lines doing the, the, the work of rescue, but we are hosting, you know, we do have programs such as transport, spay and neuter. Education, legislation. We're trying to do some of the strategic nice. things that will will that we know are necessary to solve the problem of animal homelessness.
1: and uh, twin sister Tina, jump in here because you both are from Minnesota, which is a state that gets a lot of pets from Houston and other places in I'm in t- Dallas. My sister lives in Indiana near Chicago with her husband. And know what they do? They're retired. They get these dogs and they are temporarily fostering them until they get homes. And a lot of them, she'll call me. Shout out to Karen, my sister. Hey, Art, I got another dog from Texas. So Tina, jump in here. It's a pretty serious problem. And I'm really happy to have you both on the show.
3: Thank you so much. We're really glad to be here. Yes, we do transport a lot of dogs from Texas to northern states. The northern states don't have the pet overpopulation that we see in the south. Texas is a state that euthanizes almost 100,000 adoptable dogs every year in our shelters. That's in the public shelters that we know of. The private shelters aren't required to um, publish their data. So we know that Being able to transport them is critical in terms of saving lives and for quality of life. So, yes, we do transport a lot of shelter animals and rescue animals to Minnesota. And we're so grateful to everybody on the receiving end.
1: I do want to roll the tape back a little bit time-wise and say, okay, twins, who is the oldest by how many minutes? Because that's always a big deal. And did you grow up in Minnesota? And, And so this time I'm going to have Tina answer.
3: Yes, Tama is 12 minutes older than I am.
1: (laughs) She doesn't look a a second older than you, I can tell you that.
3: Thank you, Arden. Thank you. (laughs) You know what's crazy? There's been days when we're looking kind of bad, Arden, and people come up to us and say, oh, mother-daughter, and it's happened to both of us. We're like,
1: what? (laughs) (laughs) So So um, did you grow up in Minnesota? We did. We grew up in North Minnesota, the Deerwood area. So Tama, pets were a big influence from the get-go or later? Oh, from
3: the get-go. We loved animals, I think, the day we were born. And it's been a part of our hearts and souls forever. And we did grow up with animals, but our, our parents loved animals and, and treated them well. But we did not really, we didn't, you know, inherit this love. It was, I think we were born with it. All of all of us kids. We have a brother who still lives in Minnesota, and he's a dog lover as well. Recently took a Great Dane from from Texas, and oh. so he's a he's an animal lover as well.
1: And what about you, Tina? What's a favorite childhood memory with a pet?
3: Oh, my goodness, We have so many. I think bruno was was our biggest love. He was a big, mixed breed, of course, and he was such a part of our family. We used to snuggle with him. I remember making snow forts and then just laying lying <laughs> in the snow fort with Bruno, just hugging on him. Yeah, we had we had wonderful pets and we loved them so, so much.
1: Well, I remember growing up, we grew up on a lake in Crown Point, Indiana, and we had a beagle we adopted from the pound. That's what they called it back then. And my dad named her Crackers and she was a little chunky. And then he called her Pickle Barrel. (laughs) She answered to either. So. (laughs) We've got about a minute left before we're going to take a break, and I do want to make sure we get out the word about this documentary, and we're going to dive into it more deeply. But, um, Tama, tell us the name of the documentary, the full title, because it's a a powerful one. The title of the movie, the
3: documentary, is For the Animals. And if you're looking for it, it's ForTheAnimalsMovie.com, and that is the website that you can find all of the places to view this movie.
1: And Tina, the producer is pretty amazing in her right. You want to give a shout out to the producer?
3: Yes, we have two friends that produced this, Anabuti and Sid Holly. Both are Jane Monks, and we call them soul sisters. They are brilliant, brilliant storytellers, and we can't imagine having done this with anyone else.
1: How did you pronounce her name, Sadhiv? Sid Holly. Sid Holly. She's also an Army Iraq War combat veteran, a mm-hmm. TEDx speaker. And what is a Jain a monk? I don't know that that affiliation.
3: So Jainism is mostly in the, in the South Pacific, East Pacific. Okay. Um, I think they're the only sect here in the U.S. and their philosophy is centered around nonviolence. They say every soul counts, whether it's a bug, whether it's a dog, a pig, people, every soul counts. And so that's why they were interested in making this movie. When they saw the suffering, it really went against their belief in respecting every soul.
1: I love it. Everyone, we are speaking with a dynamite duo of twin sisters. We're talking Tama Lundquist and Tina Lundquist Faust. And they've got a documentary out you need to see. And more importantly, you need to support their cause. HoustonPetSet.org. We're going to talk more after we take this break. You all know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back.
0: Got dog? (laughs) Got cat? One of the best ways to show your pet how much you love them is to take a pet first aid class. Arden Moore is a master certified pet first aid CPR instructor and founder of Pet First Aid for You. Very cool! These classes are fun and practical and feature pet safety dog Kona and cat Casey. No way. Yes, a real dog and cat teaching duo. Wait,
2: Wait, what?
0: All classes are veterinarian approved and are available in person or via Zoom. Ready to sign up for a class? Sorry, it's It's just for people. Arden Moore's Pet First Aid for You classes are proudly supported by Zinzi Pies Save My Pet ID Tags. Pet parents who wear Zinzi Pies Save My Pet ID Tags in bracelet, keychain, and pendant versions are assured that their beloved fur babies will continue to receive the loving care that they deserve, even if the pet parents are not able to provide it. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com.
1: Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am really, really honored to have as our special guest a pair of twin sisters. We have Tama Lundquist and Tina Lundquist Faust. There is something magical about getting a pet that you find and don't buy. I'm going to get into that with Tina. Tina, there's so many dogs in Houston, and I have been on on trips to different countries, and I I heard them called liquors, you know, street dogs, whatever, and you give them some act of kindness and you get tons of gratitude in return. So tell us about something from the documentary For the Animals, Unlocking Humanity, One Dog at a Time. There's a clip on there. We want people, of course, to go to the movie and check it out on, uh, on Amazon and Prime and uh, uh, Apple TV. But come on, give us some examples
3: one of the stories that we tell in the documentary is about Walter. And he's an extraordinary dog, extraordinary looking. In fact, you have one dog that looks like Walter. Yeah, it's my
1: sister's dog. Jackson looks, I did the same thing. I'm like, Jackson, your Mm -hmm. brother's on a documentary, Walter.
3: (laughs) The bar for Jackson. So Walter, we saw him in the streets and it was a super cold day. It was probably 32 degrees raining. He had a short coat. He was lying on a Garbage pile that had a mattress on it. And we got him to come over and eat out of our hands, luckily. And I remember him being very, very afraid. But when you bring hot dogs to a hungry dog, their hunger is a stronger instinct than their fear. And so he ate hot dogs out of my hands. But what I noticed was he had no teeth. And I oh. thought, what's this dog surviving on the streets with no teeth all by himself? And lots of times they get so hungry, they'll chew on rocks, or if they've been chained, they'll grind down their teeth to get away so that they can go get food. And so that's a really sad reality. And I don't know if those those little factoids made it into the movie, but I think that's important to note that Walter isn't an exception in Houston. There are a lot of dogs that suffer the way he suffered for most of his life. Wow. And
1: uh, Tama, what's up with Walter now?
3: Brace yourself. Walter's one of our best angels right now. He lived the best year of his life. He was loved by so many. He was even featured during our gifting event where there were hundreds coming to be recognized as Mm -hmm. Grant recipients of Houston Pet Set, and Walter stole the show. He was prancing around. He ate a whole pizza. He was up on stage. Without being invited, he was up on stage. He knew he was the one. But Walter declined, as many street dogs do. They live rough lives. They get disease. They really wear themselves out just trying to survive. So he had a peaceful passing with a lot of people and a lot of love around him.
1: To the sky with a kiss to Walter. I appreciate that you gave him compassion and a great time before he he went to the heaven in the sky. I mean, ladies, you're philanthropists. You're looking very nicely dressed and you're on the really seedy streets parts of, of Houston trying to help these pets. I'm assuming you're not wearing the outfits you're wearing now when you do this.
3: No, we're pretty cautious when we go out. We have to be cautious and we always have security. That's one of the things that isn't shown in the movie. But one of the neighborhoods we go to, Sunnyside, was once or is considered the sixth most dangerous neighborhood in the U.S. per the FBI. Whoa. Wow. Um, another place where we go is considered cartel land, and it's a hub for dog fighting, human trafficking, drugs. Uh, a lot of crime, a lot, a lot of crime. So it's very dangerous to go in these areas.
1: So that's from Tina and Tama. When you say you have security, what what's happening? Because you want to help animals, but you don't want to get killed. Let's just say it as it is. Yeah.
3: We call ahead and we have a SWAT team or... Um, law enforcement officers that we hire to go with us. They follow us. Of course, they carry their weapons. We always carry weapons. We try to get drivers who carry. So we're just very careful. Sometimes we'll plan a whole day of going out and being on the streets. And and if it's too hot, as they call it, you know, there's something going on in those neighborhoods. We have to cancel those days. So we we really take the advisement of these officers who know best. These are their beats. These
1: are the areas they know best. Wow. That's that's crazy scary. But I applaud you both. So the movie, Tina, how did you get approached by a documentary?
3: So we approached them. It was a philanthropic event for the launch of a movie that they did about human trafficking. And by divine intervention. Then we were seated at a table at another human trafficking event and we just started talking to them about it. And we said, would you ever consider doing this? And because it aligned with their Janus philosophy and beliefs, they agreed. And we really, we know it was meant to be.
1: How long, Tama, did the documentary take and what's your takeaway about it? Again,
3: Arden, we have to mention the divine
1: intervention.
3: We filmed, edited produced this movie in about a year, maybe a little over a year. And that is almost unheard of for a documentary, but it just happened. And th- we have to give a shout out to Sid Holly and Anabuti for keeping things going, for their advisement along the way. But they really made it easy for Tina and me. We did all, all, all the shooting and Tina and I did the fundraising, but they really paved the way to get this thing done very quickly.
1: And Tina... It's going to be in movie theaters. It'll be airing in movie theaters after this broadcast, but you're going to still be on Amazon Prime and also Apple TV. Are you planning a party to kick it off or what's your thoughts? We got to get everybody to to watch your documentary. It's called For the Animals, Unlocking Humanity, One Dog at a Time.
3: Yes, we would love for everybody to watch it on Apple TV, on Amazon Prime. It's now going to be on Peacock. It's oh cool. Vimeo, it's also on YouTube. It's on Tubi, is that right? And oh, yeah. some other places, but if you go to the website for the com, you can find all the places where you can watch it. You can either pay a small fee to watch it or or you can watch it for free. So, yeah, that's the goal for people to see it. We want them to know about this issue and we feel like if everybody does just a little bit of something, just something that we can fix this.
1: So give us some specifics. Give me a couple specifics on how people can help, not only the Houston Pet Set, but maybe something in their own community as well. Let's go with Tammy first.
3: Well, don't be a part of the problem. If you can't contribute to it, just don't be a part of it. You know, do not let your dog have puppies. We have a million dogs being euthanized in this country every year. There's no need to produce any more dogs. And also, Adopt, don't shop, you know, if you're going to get a dog, please think about one of the million that is being put down and, and
1: save it from that fate and adopt a dog when you can. And that's how I got Kona, nicknamed Ice Cream Kona, who is a pet safety dog, a therapy dog. She was in two shelters in California and no one ever adopted her. And I'm like, why? And took her to What a Great Dog Training Center. She got through all her classes, aced them, hungry to learn. And I'm I'm happy to say she's my best friend and she finishes my thoughts. So uh Tina, what about you? What's a couple things? How can people help you and help groups like you in their communities?
3: I think find good rescue groups in your community. Most of them have wish lists, wish lists. Okay. If yeah. you can help them with, you know, even five, ten dollars for dog food, for crates, for puppy pads, things like that, it makes a huge difference. And that's why we say everybody can do something. Also, get your pet microchipped. There's a 95% chance when a dog is microchipped that it'll be returned to the owner. When it's not microchipped, there's a 5% chance. It's so important that dogs, when lost, are returned to their owners and not part of the problem that's clogging our rescue system, especially here in the South.
1: Hey, I really thank you both. I wish you the best success. Keep doing what you're doing. I want everyone after the show to please go to the HoustonPetSet.org. Do what you can, time, money, whatever you can to help this nonprofit. And also please tune in to the movie For the Animals, Unlocking Humanity, One Dog at a Time. Thank you very much. Did you enjoy the, you survived with me and the five dogs and one cat in my studio right now
3: you are the, the best.
1: best. They're the <laughs> best. Hey, everybody. I also at this time want to give a, a big shout out. I want to thank our special guest today. Earlier, we had uh, dog trainer extraordinaire Chrissy Joy, and you just heard it, the, the Dynamo Twin Sisters, Tama Lundquist and Tina Lundquist Faust of the Houston Pet Set. I want to thank all the radio stations coast to coast airing our show and most of all, I want to thank you, pet listeners, for tuning in. And until next time, uh, this is your host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four leggers out there. Pause up.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. And also by Soda Pup, committed to providing top quality American-made toys and enrichment products you can trust. Online at sodapup.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch video versions of our guest interviews, our website is FourLeggedLife.com. And have a pawsome week.